Hey, what's going on? This is Billy Newman, and you're listening to the Billy Newman Photo Podcast for August 23rd, 2017. It's a Wednesday. We just finished up with the eclipse on the 21st just a couple days ago. I made it up into the path of totality. It's one of the real uh, benefits of living so close to it. I guess we really, uh, you know, I I really almost took it for granted for a long time that there was just going to be such an excellent example of a total ex- or a total eclipse expressed right over Oregon and over Idaho and uh, really awesome to see everyone's images from it as uh, as we're kind of getting out of the eclipse what just uh, just two days now and it seems like my Instagram feed has been filled with uh, all of these photographs from totality some really cool stuff some some awesome stuff from Smith Rock saw uh, Chris Picard and his team of people putting together uh, a lot of stuff with uh, like a like a slack liner in between monkey face and the 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 main bit of smith rock right during uh, totality as the sun was right right there but uh, really cool that they uh, they were able to line stuff up like that i think it was some of the people on the team or some of the people around there um lined it up and there's some really cool stuff like the the rock climbers on the side of the mountain kind of roped off but with the the sun eclipsed in totality by the moon which is that that ring of the corona is that what it is like the crown of the sun but uh hey there's a car by the way i'm out on the mobile studio i'm taking a walk right now there's a big cloud over me big drops of rain are falling on me as I'm walking through this field but uh, the location that we looked at the eclipse it ended up actually being real similar to what what the environment I'm in right now is it's a big open fields that have uh, just recently been harvested for all the grass like I talked about a little bit before it's sort of uh, common for the uh, the crop cycle for the Willamette Valley that uh, this time of August they've already tilled all the fields they've they've you know, they've harvested all the hay, they pulled it all out, and now they've tilled most of the fields, and they're going over it. Like I see a guy out in this field right now, tractoring around, trying to uh, trying to plow through some of the remaining topsoil underneath and kind of churn it over again so that they can replant. And what is it, like two months? It'll be grass, it'll be sheep, it'll be all that stuff for the fall, and then they do it again next year. And I guess that that is a profitable enough system to keep the system going. So, for our story of the eclipse and the totality, we went up into a spot like that where they had uh, just cleared out all the grass and so it had just been dirt, but there's really nobody out there. And it's really flat. It's really nice too, especially out here in the, in the valley, there's a lot of opportunity to, to see horizon to horizon. And that was something that I wanted uh, just because of some of the interesting dynamics of what the light does right at the moment of when it, when it really gets into totality. You know, now almost... Regretfully, I uh, we did make it up into totality. We made it up uh, pretty close to like the town of Albany, or, or sort of sort of across from Corvallis. But we were out still in the fields, and in that area, I think we got like a minute and thirty seconds of totality. And now I'm I'm regretfully thinking, man, like a like an eclipse junkie. I'm thinking, man, if only I could have gone just a little bit further, a little closer to that center line to see the eclipse. Um, to see totality for just a few more seconds because it's so cool and so rare and so fleeting too. Ah, it went by too fast. It's a tough thing about trying to be a photographer. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I miss it. You know, that's the frustrating part. The phenomena you want to see, you get, but you don't get to see. What a strange thing. 
It seems like a weird way to be connected to a moment, but it was a really interesting moment. Uh, it was really cool. You know, we, we set up really early. We went out at like 3 a.m. to drive up there to get to a location where it would be, uh, be a wide open spot that no one would be and no one would bother us. Another car. So we, uh, we went out there. We were kind of parked out for a while watching the stars. A really cool thing. I don't know if anybody else got up really early, but you could see Venus in the morning, a super bright uh, view of Venus in the morning. And then the sun comes up, you know, and then you can't see Venus. But then when we got to totality again, we look south. And that's the cool thing about totality is that if you're in the location and you're experiencing totality, you'll actually see a lot of the stars come out, even for a few seconds. But, uh, but yeah, I could see Venus, I could see Sirius. I could see uh, a few things on the horizon line, which was really interesting. Saw a few stars kind of near the totality mark too. So man, just so fascinating how all that looked. But it was cool kind of tracking that from the morning, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. to when we couldn't see it anymore. And then uh, being able to spot it again at about 10:15 when we started coming into darkness. So it was really cool. Man, what an amazing event. Saros 145 on its apparition of... August 21st, 2017. I guess there's a chance for, I think it's another eclipse in like 2022, 2024. I wish I knew better. Huh, I don't know why I forgot. I should, but that's part of a different Cerro cycle, right? Huh, that'd be really weird. I was trying to think about other times I've seen uh, solar eclipses. We saw like the annular one a few years ago when I was a kid in middle school or high school, there was uh, like a partial one that we saw. That one was really just a bit, just kind of clipping into the sun. I think I saw like another partial one years before that. Another partial when I was in elementary school. I've been trying to keep up with those, but man, this was unlike anything like that. Nothing like a partial eclipse. The, the moment of totality, it was just super quick, but super stunning to see that really deep, darkness from space kind of come over the sun. It must have been a really incredible spiritual experience for, uh, for all of mankind that has come before us over the millennia that didn't have the, uh, the communication to understand what was happening. You know, could you imagine how crazy that would be? How much pandemonium that would create? You know, if you didn't understand or didn't know, but you knew it would happen on some very rare, not really understandable cycle in nature. Super strange, especially you know, before you understood space and that there are things beyond the planet Earth, that you know, it's a heliocentric system. All that stuff was really late to understood, way after the point that they had really mapped out the pattern of eclipses quite well. It's still strange that you, know, you could understand all the timing of everything, but physically not understand materially and scientifically, you know, through any kind of evidence or effect what it actually was. Um, so really fascinating stuff. Awesome to be up there. Awesome to set up. We did a lot of media stuff for the eclipse. We had a video camera going, getting our experience of it. We had uh, had a handful of cameras in our hands at all times. Had a camera on a tripod with a filter on it that, uh, that was set up to do a time interval so that we could get photographs of the eclipse pattern as it moved through uh, the eclipse, and then out to the uh, the other side. But, but wow, what an awesome time. Really cool to be out there. Really tired while we were out there. We made a bunch of hot chocolates and put them in thermoses and took off up to our spot. 
And uh, it was interesting to see it fill in. It seemed like about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, you just saw constant traffic coming up northbound into the totality line. And then on the way out, there's like a ton of traffic. So we built, we beat all the traffic in, right? Because um, we got there at like 4 a.m. Uh, but we didn't beat all the traffic out. We left, you know, a little while after the eclipse had gotten going. And so a lot of people from Corvallis, Salem, wherever, I-5 trying to get off and out of the way. All those people were kind of crowding these smaller roads in the Willamette Valley. So even uh, like Peoria Road, maybe that's what we were on at a point. It just had this big backup that went all the way into Harrisburg and Junction City. I think it cleared up a little bit after that. But uh, but yeah, I, th I heard from some people and seen some Instagram stories and some snaps and stuff from folks that went out on the 226 out to Madras, Oregon, out toward Mitchell. And all of those festivals, all those people, all those campers, they're all leaving at the same time trying to jam back to their job on Tuesday <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, but uh, I heard that the 226 was just god awful for a while because all those people that I think, you know, I complained about last time on this podcast, saw a lot of those people that had sort of uh, in a crowded way, but more slowly trickled in from Thursday, Friday and Saturday to get into the spot for uh, Sunday, Monday, and the event of the eclipse, all those people, they all left at the same time. You know, four days of, of heavy traffic moving in, all concentrated down to just a couple hours after the eclipse trying to move out. So I'm sure that was a wonderful time for a lot of those people. You know, I heard from a friend of mine. He was out in Prineville. They went up to the Painted Hills, and uh, they had a, another uh, uh, set of people with them. They, they went back, you know, group two, they go back, on Highway 97, my friend, they go around the long way. They take 395 down. They head over to Lakeview. They head over to K Falls. And then they head over to Southern Oregon where they're back. And they still beat Group 2, that other set of friends, that took the 97 down. Still stuck in traffic. Still kind of crawling through it. So I really don't envy anybody that uh, ended up on the freeway on the highways of Oregon yesterday, but I'm sure it was kind of pandemonium all over the U.S. as, uh, as you kind of stretch on and on. But so cool to see all the media. You know, that's a really awesome thing about this is this is probably the most recorded celestial event ever in human history. And uh, I'm sure the most, uh, the most recorded, most well-captured, uh, so, like total solar eclipse-like event that's ever happened. So really cool that... Uh, that so many people jumped into it, that so many people participated in, uh, in making, you know, media, making things about it that are, uh, that are interested in it. But yeah, awesome. So cool to see. I was, I was really blown away to like get to witness it. I don't know. Well, I saw the annular one years ago. Really cool. Amazing to see. But being in the totality shadow, like anyone who experienced it this last week they know it's just like an otherworldly surreal almost alien kind of experience to watch your son go out to watch it really get dark in sort of an unusual way to watch the uh the what do you call it it's like a it's like a lenticular effect maybe i'm using that word wrong but this lenticular effect of uh, of the sunlight from an eclipse coming down and then being uh, being broken up by some other object like a pinhole camera or something, you know, or a, a, the pinhole viewing system for an eclipse. You put a pinhole on a piece of paper and then you look at its 
at the the reflection that it shows onto the onto the backboard, you'll see the eclipse. It's like uh, it's lensing through that tiny pinhole, like the same way a pinhole camera would work, and it's it's lensing it and focusing it onto that back panel. So that's really interesting. It's cool how it does that, but the same thing happens like as you're looking at it or as you're looking at it in the camera, or as you're looking at the shadows on the trees. And so there's like this really weird, surreal light where you can kind of see it's like the sun itself is dimmer. It's not just you're in the shade. Or it's not the same as a shadow or a cloud. It really feels different. And it's really exciting. So I'm really happy with, uh, with a good bit of the stuff that, uh, that came out from the eclipse, you know, photo-wise when I got home. I started ingesting a lot of uh, the media that we'd had. I think a lot of the stuff from the D7000 that was set up doing uh, an interval time-lapse uh, with a filter on it as, as the eclipse kind of progressed. Those came out pretty well. I think it was pretty, pretty sharp most of the time. Uh, I got a handful of photos during totality that I really like. Really cool to see just the you know, just everything about it, the, the kind of the burst of the corona around the sun, the darkness in the sky around everywhere. All that was really cool. So it was great, great to get that captured. And you know, the tough thing is, is uh, in event, events like this, especially when it's the sky, especially when your entire country, that's an airplane going overhead, um, especially, you know, when it's your entire country, so many people are going to get the same kind of photograph. So I really appreciate people that put in some layer of creativity to it. I really appreciate just what I did. I'm just kind of getting a cool uh, souvenir photo for myself, right? But uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that, uh, that we made kind of around it. I might put that up over the next couple of days. Good thing is, is I got uh, another photo news. And to conclude our broadcast, moving on from the Saros cycle, from the eclipses, from all that stuff. Uh, I think uh, coming up this weekend, I got a wedding to shoot. So I'll be doing uh, some stuff with that. That'll be fun. I got a couple other jobs coming up next weekend. So that'll be cool. I'm trying to plan a vacation. But is it ever a vacation? I think what I'm planning is a photo trip where I'm gonna be up all the time. But it'll be great and really rewarding. You know, that's what uh, we all want to be doing is uh, <laughs> planning trips more and then executing on them, getting out to places, making stuff happen. And uh, I mean, really like anybody that's a photographer knows that like that participation and that part of the work is so much of what it is to try and make new stuff or make new content, make new art. I hate content. I, should, I gotta stop saying content. This podcast is content. But I hope that, well, yeah, shoot, you know, look at my most of my photos. They're probably content too. I say it pejoratively. Uh, but it's probably a fine word. What I wanna make is art or, you know, creative stuff, stuff that people are interested in. Someday we'll get there. So, I think that's most everything that I've got to talk about on this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I'm going to finish up my walk past these blackberry vines, past these dirt fields here in the Willamette Valley, get to my truck, finish my day at work, finish taking some product photos, finish, uh, oh, I'm going to put up a bunch of these videos that I've been talking about, some of the photos from Totality. Photos of Totality, they're on Instagram. You can check out my Instagram story. There's a couple extra pieces in there. I put up a video clip just as a post on Instagram that's, uh, that's the period of totality as a, as a quick time-lapse where it's, it's kind of interesting. You just sort of see the, see the sweep of darkness sort of pass over and then pass by. And it seems like such a quick moment in the time-lapse. I'm going to put up the whole period of totality 
to just sort of have that real-time experience. Uh, I miss it. I watched it a bunch of times and I think, shoot, if only I could do it again. But it was really cool, really uh, an amazing moment to get to be a part of. Really cool to get to capture it. And I think uh, I think I got to become a world traveler and <laughs> scout out ways to hit all of the eclipses. I think we're lucky enough to have them, you know, every few years is about how it works out for how many Saros cycles there are active. But so few of them are going to be totality like what we saw. And so few of them are really going to be in such an excellent position. I mean, what, it was like two hours north of my house? Couldn't get any easier than that. Next time I'll have to go to like South America. It'll be harder. So uh, check out my Instagram page. It's at Billy Newman. Website's BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Did a bunch of redesigning on that page. Let me know if it helps. I don't know. And uh, yeah, let me know what's uh, going on with this podcast. What you want to do with it. Does anybody listen? What do you want to hear? You let me know. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.